Your Honor, I bring to you today a court case that may trouble you and shock some others. Some people find toothum undecided undesirable. Well, I tend to agree. But this soon's a bitch over here, the defendant, thinks it's good. What do you have to say for yourself, sir? Hello, uh, I, I have to say um, that this man is not a lawyer. He just waddled in well, here and everyone I just seems so. to... Everyone just seems to say that this guy is the, uh, the the court hasn't even really started yet. And this person is just up here putting on a show. I think we should all uh, kick this guy out. Now, I Soon say, so. can't you tell from my molasses southern accent that I am a southern lawyer? Good, sir. Ho- wait, hold on a second. Let me take off my bifocals. Aren't you? Wait a, wait a second. Aren't you Sam Ferguson, one of the co-hosts of Two Thumbs Undecided? Yes, that is why I that is why I'm in court today. You just mentioned about Two Thumbs Undecided. That is my, the reason I am here. My lord, that means exactly. and I am actually the the only host oh. of Two Thumbs Undecided because oh. the other the other host uh, I guess didn't arrive. I don't know where he is. Oh, just didn't show up. It's not really great for our case. <laughs> Hold on a second. If there's a Sam Ferguson, there must be a Zach Ferguson somewhere. Yeah. Excuse me. Wait a second. <laughs> sir, in the jury, number eight, take off your mask, sir. <laughs> what sort of jury is this? Fine, I'll take off my mask. It's me, it's Zach. I was in the jury, Sam, this whole time. How did the defendant get into the jury? Wow. I, no, is... they don't. They're not very good at picking juries. I say, sir, this is a mi- this is a mistrial. I'm sorry. Case a close. You guys win. Well, we did it, Sam. Two thumbs undecided hey, Zach... is the best podcast ever. While we're waiting for a reschedule for this court case, uh, which I guess they sued us about. No, it's a mistrial. That means we win. It's a mistrial. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, we man. won. It shows what I know. Anyways, so we, we won. Yeah, Wait, we won. Really? Yeah. And what the reason? And, and actually, I thought they rescheduled. It. Okay. Yeah, the southern lawyer's gone. Uh, but like, the, uh, it was in the stipulation that if we won this case, we were allowed to do a podcast episode in the court about. Mm. And this, we'll talk about this later, but about courtroom, uh, movies. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you, Judge. You're welcome. Ugh. Yeah. He, that's why judges. Cords. Hey, uh, uh, see you next court case. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Judge Hababab. Bab, blab. Um. So yeah, let's start it. So hi everybody. I'm Zach Ferguson of Two Thumbs Undecided. Uh. And to my uh, very very far right, I believe is. Um. You turned my I'm sixes trying to think. I'm. That's a song. That I am to your right. Yes. Good. Um. Well. Yes, sure. Uh, I'm Sam Ferguson. Um, I am the other co-host of this event slash radio show slash podcast, which we have some very big uh, news about uh, the our show standing in the world. Oh man, um, Car- Carlos from Pod Pod Status emailed us <laughs> out of the blue. Yeah. 
and said your podcast two thumbs undecided has good performance in some in some rankings in the last 30 days and it says um we are the number seven podcast in TV and film in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Which apparently is the um, same thing, I guess. It's yeah, it's the same it's that's the name for the But it's Bosnia. Country. It's Bosnia. Well, it that's the official title is Bosnia Herzegovina. Um but yeah, if you say Bosnia. Um so all I can say is um Oh, but this is even Thank the- you. Yeah, thank you so much. But also, not only are we seventh in Bosnia for the TV and film, but we're ranked 99th out of all the podcasts in Bosnia. So, like, who knows? We may have beaten Joe Rogan. <laughs> I like the thing. You know, there's a lot of popular podcasts out there, and we beat, we made the top 100. That's really impressive, Sam. Good job. And thank yeah. you. Thank no, you so I mean, much in- to our Bosnian um listeners out there uh we couldn't have done it without you literally so keep listening and yeah you'll, you'll get a lot more uh pod uh we'll keep supplying i mean i've always been um uh you're a big uh, boss you know, head very i'm i'm i feel like this show i've always been speaking to the bosnians out there i mean i i've always been a huge fan of uh jeko mm-hmm. uh Jeko. he talks about it um, never on this podcast but he he's always... one of my favorite football players we don't talk about soccer here we talk about football mm. i don't know if i've ever said this on this podcast but i have uh, never left this country and uh the moment where the ban has been lifted from us <laughs> like you know once countries allow us into their their country i'm going straight to bosnia so i'm coming <laughs> yeah we're gonna take a we're gonna do a tour of bosnia once this is oh all two done. thumbs undecided bosnian <laughs> tour of bosnia. bosnian tour. which Get is ready. there's nothing wrong with that no. i don't i don't know why we're laughing it just, I, i'm it's excited very for specific it. like we haven't even done a u.s tour so no, first we, tour, Bosnian tour. If, yeah, if we ever get big, they'll be like, hey, we have all this money for like an American tour. And we'll be like, no, I, Bosnia first. Bosnia has always been with us. So part of my, um, I actually have this weird dream that I do become a international celebrity. Uh, like, I, I don't know. N- none of my stuff has ever seemed to stick in the States. But I feel like it, that's because my stuff is better in like China or Japan or Bosnia. Bosnia. Apparently, so and mm-hmm. Denmark. Yeah, our 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 beings are not meant for America. Yeah, our, I mean uh, the world is so much bigger, and uh, it's very uh, selfish to think that you know we should shoot for an American audience. Well, I'm I'm all for moving toward to Bosnia. If if, if Bosnia if, is if we, where hey, I will... Bosnia, if we get number one, if we get to be number one, can you grant us citizenship, uh, please? We'll we'll move there and. You know, stimulate the economy. And talk about films. Yeah, we'll uh, as you pay us to do so. You know, everybody wants to be in the next Hollywood. We will be the. Uh, we will help you become the next Hollywood. Uh, mm-hmm. The Bosnia wood. Um. Anyways, Bosnian wood. Yeah. Uh, but Bosnian that's Bosnian wood. That's big news. Uh. Well, uh, there's really nothing. No other news. Uh, I think with Di- us, yeah, with us. I think Disney did something uh, no one's really talking about, so we won't even talk about it. Oh, we're we're gonna good. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, uh, Anything, but just uh, just for history, just for history wise, because I do listen to these later on. Uh, Disney had a big dump that basically will muddy all our water. So, okay, just 
That's it. That's I'm done. I, I'm I just, don't. Well, I'm, 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 I'm slightly curious. What what what's like one of the biggest things they announced? Uh, they did a whole one thing I'm super excited for. <laughs> I'm afraid to say is uh, they're going to do a series on a coach, a, 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 a Nosha, a Nosha, who is a becoming a ever more popular uh, Star Wars character. She's a um, she's a Jedi. She's one of the only few Jedis who survived the um, killings. And I'm really excited the about younglings? that. Yeah, well, you know, was she uh, one of the younglings. No, that she was, survived. No, she was a, a Padawan to Dar- I. Ever since I started watching uh, Mandalorian, I've become really fascinated with Star Wars lore. And yeah, Anosha, I know. I think it's a no. Does Mandalorian take place in the future? Like, where does it? Is it after? I believe it, take it takes place between. Episode seven and Return of the Jedi. So like the Empire they keep talking about how the Empire has been defeated and they're restoring it, but there's no there's definitely been no talk about, you know, Lord Sidia coming back and doing hell's no what. Like they haven't talked about the the, uh, the Death Star or the what is it, Doom Star? The Wait, so or is the, it between the so the, has the Death Star exploded yet, though? No, yeah, no. The Death Star, like this, is right after. This takes place after Return of the Jedi. So both, both okay, uh, Death Stars you because said something else. No, I didn't. I said both. I said it's in between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. And there's actually a, okay. a a part. It's it's kind of funny. And this they mix in Mandalorian. They mix like original storytelling with um what is it uh, uh nostalgia. So perfectly, like there's a scene where a guy's talking about how he was at like a party, uh, for the Death Star, and he goes like the second Death Star, like he he mentions that it was they were watching the news of the second Death Star exploding. But you can only watch it on Disney Plus, right? Unfortunately, uh, but of course See, that's the that's there's the there's ah there's the rub there on uh, lies is the... I am not. I'm not uh, not using Disney Plus. But yeah, I mean, man, everyone keeps talking about Mandalorian. It's but, um... it's fantastic. But the problem, I mean, here's my okay. Now we're talking about it. Disney has dumped. So and here's another one. They're doing. I, uh, I like that you keep saying dumped. It, I like Disney. Dumped well, that's how it feels like paired together. They've dumped. They just like how do you you know pour of water? You don't like they didn't do it gracious graciously. They just chucked it at us. They dumped it on hmm. us. Instead of the Enosha, and I feel like I'm butchering that name. I don't. I don't. I it doesn't matter. It's Disney. I don't care. Okay, fine. But this Star- is the one thing that me in the future, I after this character has become insanely popular and everybody's cosplaying her, I'll be like Bosnia. Bosnia. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be kicking myself, being like, oh, of course, that's how. Like, you fool. That's not how you pronounce. It's like me saying Obi Wan. Like Obi Wan Kenobi just became popular, and I'm calling him like. I O by Wanda, <laughs> but um the oh, other series that's how it should be pronounced. Yeah, well the other series that I'm excited for is uh, Obi One. They're doing a series on Obi One and uh, 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 Edwin, the guy who plays him in the Star Wars movies. Ewan McGregor. Ewan, Ewan McGregor is coming back. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor is coming back as yeah. uh, Obi One. Uh, and it takes ten. It takes place ten years later, after um, after the third episode. 
So Darth Vader is Darth Vader. But uh, here's, also... here's the rub, just to use that again. For some reason, they're uh, they're making Kristen Haydenson Darth Vader again. So the guy who was in the prequels is coming back to play Darth Vader. Um, I'm hoping with... They're also doing the same thing with um, Spider-Man. They well, have Tobey Maguire is now like on set for the newest okay. Spider-Man. Well, that... So that's a... I am loving this. But I feel like I'm being tricked. Because I know I'm going to like... It's all a trick. It's all stupid. Everything Disney puts out, they hype it up. And they're just like, this is going to be the craziest thing. And then all it is is you just see their face and they're just like, say some cheesy line. Or it's just like, let's do this again. Well, and then and then everyone goes crazy. And then there's no character development. There's nothing like, I, I don't really care what's going on with them. They're just like... Oh yeah, no, I got a divorce, and then uh, <laughs> I'm now uh, I'm wait, uh, this bum. Wait, are you bum talking about who... Spider-Man into the Spideyverse? I guess I was kind of get, getting exact, kind of into Spidey. That's exactly. I do I like, love that movie. I like that stuff. No, I like that stuff. But that was done by Sony, not Disney. The thing with Marvel movies and really all Disney movies is they they're doing a good job of like hiring these directors, like these these. Uh, directors who haven't had any like big major block uh blockbuster success like um ryan uh coogler for black panther like right. he was i mean he hadn't really done much beforehand well um that's, i mean he did two you know super huge things like multi-million dollar things fruitville station oh, and creed okay he did creed and fruitville station i just said i don't know fruitville station though Apparently it's a very it's a based on a true story, but like everybody knows. Well, how to... I mean they're they're not they're not getting like these. He's still mainly I'm saying he's a young director. Yes, like, well, he's yeah, a, he's, he only did he's two movies. very well, early in his career. They're not getting like they had like they started off with uh, Josh Whedon, who of course I love with Avengers and stuff like that, and like they have like these but these these directors who had been doing it for a while, and now they've been getting um, directors. Uh, people of color, specifically uh, people who are young, who are, um, you know, underrepresented in the community. So they're doing a good job of that. But at the same time, I feel like there really is no style in any of it. Like, you can't tell that it's a such and such movie. Like, there's no there's nothing of that director in the movie. It's yeah. kind of like when they bring directors on to direct a TV sh show. It's like you you, you can you, never, yeah, you direct you can a never TV tell. show, but you have to you have to fit into this formula. So it's it's it. No, I, that is I so mean, true. It's... Except for maybe just Whedon, uh, when I saw Avengers, the only the first one, I did get that vibe of a Josh Whedon like quips that he does. Um, but I just feel like there's a bit of cheesiness to the Spider-Man movies that they won't allow in this you know, 2020 world, like silly lines that become memeable, like out am I or oh. bring back. The also, I, I want to bring, the, I do know Fruitville station. I have, yeah, I have Michael B. Jordan. Uh, um, I probably have told yeah. this on this podcast, but the si funny, one of the funniest things, and it makes me cringe, but one of the funniest things uh, that I heard uh, after it, in a movie theater was after watching black Panther, who he pl plays, I think, character uh, michael b jordan plays a character called killmonger oh 
Um, yeah. The bad g- or quote quote bad guy. Some person after the movie goes like, "Hey, did oh you know God. that's uh, Michael Jordan's son?" And I'm like, "Okay, that's yeah." Also, we've been talking about this for way too long, but yeah, that is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, um, the not... last, I, there's a few things that I wanted to get me, into, but we've already me. gotten pretty far. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about briefly is um, blank check, <laughs> who I feel like is the becoming quickly the antithesis of this show just because I tend to disagree with a lot of the things that they, their opinions, because um, they have a whole episode on Polar Express. Uh-huh. And I think Polar Express is one of the best it, it for, for years. For who's the got past, the chocolate? What's that song? For, like, who's got the most? That's mo- not it. No, no, what is it? it? Like, who's got you the- know, you're confusing me. It's... it's um. Who's got oh, the ticket? I got the stop, ticket. Stop, stop, stop it. <laughs> It's um, hot chocolate, hot hot. Yeah, we got it. Hot hot. Oh, we got it. Hot, we got. Hot. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, and then the people are all dancing. No, so they they really did not. There. What's interesting about them that movie is it it falls into the uncanny valley, right? Where it's just like it's, the animation looks it's so like weird. it's like they're trying. It's to very make it. weird. It's it's right. It's the, I mean it is the first mocap film. Ever like it's the it's uh it's in the Guinness Book of World Records so as it should be but it's a very early it's a very early mocap so it has that it has that uh kind of demented look to it I personally look past it maybe it was because I was a kid when it came out and I saw it and I just was like this is I think the difference is they saw it as adults. I saw it as a kid. See, that really and does. So I was able to look you. over. I was able to look over some of these things. Um, oh. Also, I'd say the saving grace of that movie, and something they were not really talking about, is the the hobo in the movie. <laughs> I think let's, I think it lets the adults uh, enjoy the movie because he, the hobo person, basically. <laughs> just admits that like this isn't this isn't real like this is this is this is a dream therefore santa is a dream and i don't think the movie actually ever completely admits that this is not a dream and and i feel like once you accept that this is his dream but like just give in to like the dream do you think this is do you thought that was a dream i think it's his dream because like that that whole scene where he's I think it's a dream. I think it's a dream because of the hobo character. So because uh, of the hobo character admits this to him, and then they never, no, he's, he's they a, never completely. But why uh, does the bell ring? Why does it ring for him and his sister? Like, was his sister also in the dream? That's the because proof. it's just that's the proof. The just, bell rings for him and his sister, and his parents are like, it's broken," because they don't believe. Because you know, they're. But it's all in your mind. Like, it's all just something that, like, if you want to... How I interpret the movie. Movies are subjective. However you want to interpret uh, the movie, I interpret it as it allows, like, all of this Christmas stuff, all of the Santa stuff is so weird and strange. But if you just, for a month, just take a break, just relax, and just let it all soak over you and just accept it 
you'll have a much better time. So every year, whenever it comes around Christmas time. So for him, I don't feel like it's it's less about him believing in, in Santa. It's more about him also, I guess, just being in the Christmas spirit. So I, I guess um, this blank check thing, they're doing a whole series on uh, Robert on Zemeckis. Zemeckis. And it is pretty good. I mean, they know. They know uh, it looks stuff. really, actually, the one I'm going to watch, I really want to uh, listen to is Used Cars with Jason Manzoukas. Yeah. Wait a second. Is the reason why they got Jason Manzoukas and Paul Shear is because it's bad? Because Jason Manzoukas and I, Paul Shear. I don't think they like it that much. Yeah. They're, I mean, Jason Manzoukas and Paul Shear are famously on uh, How Did This Get Made? Which yeah. is which but no, by the I way mean, they're actually friends with yeah. like Scott Ackerman in that crowd. Though. Oh, so, I mean yeah. They had Scott the they guy, had Scott Ackerman um for um Griffith uh, uh, I know Griffith is um Strange What? Strange Brew? No, they had them on for something wild. They had Scott Ackerman. Oh, for something, something wild. wild. Yeah, I, and I l- try listening to that. I'm just Yeah. Something wild. Not a fan. Just not a fan either. Cringy. But they liked it. I don't know. So it's it's a different it's a different uh you know we're it more makes the, me, it the makes, Gen Z yeah but they're it makes the millennial me, take. It makes me worried. I always I have this fascinate I have this fantasy, Sam. I and you know since we're a Bosnian type thing, um, and I, I won't embarrass like n- no not a lot of U.S. people listen to this, so I won't embarrass myself. But my one of my dreams is becoming friends with Scott Ackerman and uh, Jason Manzukis because they're so into comics, uh, like really into comics. And Scott Ackerman just announced that he's watching the Star Wars Clone Wars series, which makes me go. Oh, like, I tr- like I started watching it, and the first episode is very. It looks very kiddie, like very. I- are you talking about the ones that we watched? Oh no! So it's so no weird. that one. I like I nobody. Let's really... talk talk about Disney. I don't. We're I'm done s- well, with Disney. I was okay. our Disney time is over. Right, you're right. Anyway, um, blank check. We're um we are the uh, we're the we're sister. calling you out. Actually, we'll debate no. you. No, we're not. Um, no, let's be curled, Joe, because I actually do, I would love to have a conversation. Uh, I would love to uh, talk about movies with you. I want to see what the, yes. I just see that they have one on Joker. I wonder what they think about Joker. I have they some. also have their own podcast movie awards, <laughs> by the way, no! when which they... I haven't listened to. Wait, when did they do well, it? Well, they've been doing it for a while. They've, oh, I mean, they they've, shoot. They started in 2015. Okay, so. this is my this um, is me saying, Sam, I mean, to the public, we I did not know about this. We did not steal this idea, but I mean, probably a lot of people have uh, made their own award shows. Yeah, but but I doubt that they something have something about the Myers. I, I think will last a while. Yeah, well, I, I don't know about something theirs. about getting rid of the. Uh, yeah, I I have nothing. I have no idea about theirs. I feel like they probably follow pretty closely to the Oscars. Right, they don't we have stunt have doubles. deviated from it. They don't have the best color grader. They don't have best stunt doubles. We didn't do color grader. They don't no. have. Did we? They didn't give NASA the best. Oh uh, yeah, NASA for, for, for best film? documentary. For foreign, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's okay. Anyways, oh let's, hey, let's speaking of which, uh, the um, the uh, SpaceX launch is probably, probably in my opinion, that's what I'm putting my money on winning best foreign film. Yeah, we need to watch a lot, yes. uh, a lot of films for this. I just, upcoming I just one. saw the list of uh, 2020s uh, best films, and I have, I, I have not seen like any of them. I saw first I've seen cow. A lot of them. I saw first cow, <laughs> and I still need to see Beanpole. So, but. Like Beanpole's every, great. First cow's really the only. Oh, that and uh, I uh, 
But Beanpool was on the list for last year, though, so you can't do it for this year. Well, they put it on this year. I think it came out like in the U.S. All right, well, like, we can put it in the put it in there again. No, anyways, we won't. let's move on to the topic. Yes, because we literally been talking for the past thirty minutes. Yeah, we got thirty minutes. So, we got thirty minutes left to talk about. Well, so let's talk about. 15. I've also this been this has been my um uh plan all along because I actually don't really want to. I, or I, I do want to talk about this. I'm okay um, but this to has just been ramble. A, this has been a this has been a topic that Zach has suggested on a few Numerous. occasions. I love and these. I have courtroom turned it down, which I don't understand. Okay, so the topic for today, as you heard from the beginning, from that one uh, uh, Southern lawyer, you know, who do uh, talk like this. Okay, that's not... that does not sound. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. I can't do. I'm not very good at Southern accents. He was a Southern man, so he could do a Southern accent. I True. am a Pittsburgher. Yeah, that proves it was someone. Yeah. It was, we're definitely here because hey. someone else had to do that voice. Uh, hi, how you doing? Okay, see, I can't do it. Anyways, we're doing courtroom like uh, dramas, and I love courtroom dramas. There's something about the vibe of it, the the artistic, you know, poetic nature of of the language of uh, convincing and also the struggles within, like who are they prosecuting? You know, the, the turmoil with the lawyer. We always follow the lawyer and uh, usually in great courtroom dramas, the lawyer has something bad going on uh, or has some, you know, moral stance. Except mm-hmm. for Better Call Saul. You don't see a lot of uh, movies where the lawyer is a, uh, a douche like a horrible person which by the way mm-hmm. better call Saul I'm getting very close to the point where I can officially say it's better than Breaking Bad oh. uh, because there is a lot more um, character development it's slow burn but in a sense like a, a souffle like you know how some people say oh hey this instruction says uh, bake for 300 at an hour oh I'll bake it at 600 for 30 minutes you know well, now, what's his name? Who Who is he? Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk is in this action movie yes, called, called Nobody, Nobody which looks horrible. <laughs> well, it, it, it is. It, it basically, looks like I, such a generic. Um, well, like that one movie, um, uh, uh, History of Violence. With Bruce. No, no like it, with like, Bruce Willis. It and, has. Uh, oh, Bruce Willis. And. Um, Cop out. No, it's like where he's like a retired assassin, Bruce oh, Willis. Oh, uh, a red retired elderly department. Yeah, but um, so red. It looks. It reminded me of that. No, in re- which I went into it thinking, oh, this is like this a lot of cool violence, and then you go into it and you're just like, yeah, everything in the commercial was in the movie, but that was it. So and same with like Wanted. The, no, the I, only... it just feels like it's. I, I, saw the, I saw the whole trailer, and I was sitting there like, it would be fun to put this on, but it really is just, like, take Bob Odenkirk out and put in Keanu Reeves. Oh, and now he has a family. And yeah, actually, it's the same producer no, of John Wick. It's the same produ- – yeah, like, it, honestly, I think it's in the Wick of – it looks like it's in the Wick of Verse because he has the same <laughs> thing where he, like, goes into a secret compartment and he has big bars of gold. That's the exact same thing John Wick does. So they're getting their gold, but if you want to watch a bet, like nobody will be a not a phenomenal movie, but if you want to see a like a good movie, like film, 
version of Nobody, watch uh, History of Violence, directed by uh, David Cronenberg, uh, mm. which is like the same thing where like a nice right. man. Speaking of really not good. violence and going back to boring movies. Okay, okay, let's uh, bring up courtroom let's, dramas. Let's bring up some courtroom dramas. I have, you know, because it's good to see some lists. I have a list here of AFI's uh, top ten uh, court movies. Um, this primarily will, you know. This is what I would say is pretty good. I'm trying to think of other courtroom stuff. Uh, but The best courtroom drama is Miracle on 54th Street. Oh! Or 34th Street. Yes, okay. Um, that's not on this list, but that very much that is very much a courtroom drama as much as it is a Christmas movie. 34th. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's the best because it's not really a courtroom drama, and also I take the lessons I learned from that movie all the time. If you write something on the post spoilers but if you if if someone mails something to you that officially means that that is your address and your name and you can take that to court and i always that was such a great way a great way of of solving the case of having that happen that was that was a great (laughs) ending and there is, I mean, like, no risk. Everyone was, like, these cartoonish kind of, like, well, what do I do? Like, everyone was kind of, like, over the top. And they had, like, he got his kids to be witnesses. It was just all fun It was very cute. And actually. And the... no one was raped. No one was murdered. Oh, there was no, What's... like. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is, like, the, the like most well, of these for all you know. dramas. For all you know. You know, someone may have murdered. Wait, you some... think in Miracle on 34th Street? The case was that you think that no, there I'm just was saying like a, a, maybe another they don't... charge of no, I'm just saying who knows like my favorite character is the boy Santa, um, not boy Santa, but the San Santa Claus befriends a like a clerk, a boy clerk. Oh yeah, and he's like ah Santa, I wish I could you know I don't know get football or I forget what he does, but he has that charm of like a down luck, yeah. but still is peppy, and then he becomes yeah. even more peppy. Once Santa Claus is like, cheer up, Johnny. You'll be a great doctor one day. Like, you really think so, Nick? Like, do I know? I'm Santa Claus. Like, ah, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Santa. Anyway. Yeah, so, okay, that's a great courtroom drama because, like, half the movie's in court. <laughs> um, so, things like that. And, oh, actually, something that's not on this list that I really, I love so much is... And Justice for All, it's an Al Pacino movie, uh, famously known for the line, you're out of order. You, This whole courtroom's out of order. Uh, but the buildup yeah, is great. Yeah, that was... Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Well, the buildup to it is really great because it's Al Pacino slightly transforming. Like, uh, I believe it was after Dog Days Afternoon. There's a transition for Al Pacino, we've talked on this show, where he goes from... Good, uh, you know, he goes from Godfather, like real true actor of his craft, yeah, to just Al Pacino going, Oh, hey, hey, I'm gonna hunt you down, you hunt me down, someone's gonna get hunted down, it's not gonna <laughs> be me. Um, uh, uh, an Al Pacino thing that's quoted a lot in, in this house is, um, from Jack and Jill, uh, Al Pacino plays a great character called Dunkachino. Where he walks into a he walks into a Dunkin' Donuts, and everybody goes, "Whoa, Al Pacino!" And he goes, "It's not Al anymore. It's Dunk." 
And a guy behind the counter goes, Dunkachino? And then Al Pacino takes the coffee cup and goes, Don't mind if I do. And then start singing like, "What's my name, Dunkachino?" Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. It's a, it's the best thing. I actually subscribe to Dunkachino Daily on my Twitter, <laughs> where they do a different version of it. Anyway, so Al Pacino is not. He hasn't reached true, I would say, scent of a woman, where he's like, "Oh, where's the brides?" You know, "Oh, I'm blind here, but I ain't stupid." Or I'm not turning dead. into an Al Pacino show. Yeah. We should uh, do an episode on Al Pacino. <laughs> see, this is why I'm glad I checked my levels, because I feel like I've been screaming this whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Al Pacino, this Justice for All, this is like mid to late 70s, dot, right? Dot, this is like it's, 78, it's, 79. What is uh, the dot, dot, dot? Is that an a, a set? The ellipses. An ellipses. So it's technically, it's called ellipses and Justice for All. And I'm pretty sure, ellip- in, I think there's also quotes around it. Um, also, a I lot just of want, punctuations. I just want to say, for the record, uh, the Jedi name I was trying to say earlier, it's Asako. Asako. Oh, shoot. I'm seeing it now and I can't even pronounce it. Asaka. Asaka Tan- Tano is her name. Anyway. Oh, boy. I've been rattling off this whole time. Uh, so tell me about a movie, a courtroom drama you find. Like, at least. Give well, besides Miracle on 34th Street, I mean, the thing is, here's here's my issue with courtroom dramas, is it is a genre in and of itself, and it's I think courtroom drama courtroom uh, dramas are you can define it like there's there's comedies, there's tragedies, there's dramas. I'm not seeing a lot of comedies. Dramas. Oh no, I'm saying it's it's its own thing. There's comedies, there's dramas, there's tragedies, there's sci-fi, and another genre, courtroom dramas. And the problem with courtroom dramas is it is a genre so in and of itself that it it there's not a whole lot of wiggle room. Like I feel like it is a genre that is so specific. You can only have a courtroom drama. You have to be in a court. Gotta be in a court. And there has to be drama. And that's kind of the two main things. But there's really no way of wiggling around that. And there's always the same stuff, though. Like, it's always the same. They bring out a witness who makes things go crazy. That's literally the court system. But it's actually not court, though. That is the thing. How is is that not court? court is not this... Court is not this interesting in real life. I know, but nobody would... I mean, it's a movie, but... (laughs) They cut out all the procedural stuff. I watched... it, I'm also saying it's not like I won't watch a courtroom drama. Like Sounds I watched like the are. trial of the Chicago Seven. Right. So that was how was um, that? Was recently, there a, was there a I mean, scene that is where a they just drama. choose the? You know, is there just a whole thing of them going over like the rules and such? No, I mean, but the thing is, nothing was really surpri- Like nothing was very surprising. The most interesting things to me about the movie was the stuff not in the courtroom, but the courtroom scenes was where all the drama happened. That was like where all the climax was leading up to was this courtroom stuff. And it could definitely be written well and it could be done well, but I'm just, it is a genre that it just, it doesn't interest me because I feel like most of the time, um, I I know it's fake because I know courts aren't aren't actually like this in real life. Like I know courtrooms are not actually this uh, this exciting. They're very bland. And I think some of my favorite courtroom dramas 
are the ones that are are the ones that don't really take place in the court like for the most part like to kill a mockingbird that's not really but i mean it he's a lawyer and like the big case the big climax is in the court but i guess what i like about that is he loses the case mm. um and Very it's less about too. he's like not talking as a court he's talking to the whole entire town it's more of a message um, it's like a like you yeah. people sick but then me. um that this should be even in court. I think that's the famous Or line. Philadelphia. I really like Philadelphia oh, because that's a courtroom what is drama. great about what is great about that courtroom drama is that's right. It is not about what is said in the court. <laughs> it's, but it's it is what more, is not said. I love it. It is more about him like slowly dying in front of the entire court. It's more about what is not said. It's a man And I just to feel like so many courtroom rights. dramas yeah, but no, it's more of just him slowly, like the court is seeing and like there's the, like the, you know, spoilers, but like the climax is he kind of collapses in the witness stand and like passes out and like has to go to the hospital. Um, and then they, and then the court keeps going. So I, I guess, I don't know. I, I think I don't like courtroom dramas. I mean, I don't like things that are just about the court like the courtroom and everyone it's like that everyone is is we got to get these people off this is a tough situation but you know this See, guy's an interesting lawyer in a weird way i don't like my cousin Vinny. i'm sorry i'm not a fan of that movie okay oh legally blonde legally blonde i remember i'm not a huge it. fan of that movie How i mean that's a not, fine see that is a twist because it takes the like usually the lawyer and that's another thing about my cousin Vinny is there's always the lawyer is always like preppy, you know, Tom Cruise went to college and I all this. I get it, but that's so overdone. I feel like there's so many movies like this lawyer is a little weird. Okay, it's pitch like to there's me. There's so many Pitch to me. What do you want to see in a courtroom drama? Like I is... don't want to see a courtroom oh, drama. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Oh, Sam, I have a courtroom drama that's a courtroom drama. One of the best scenes in any movie that's like that's a court like one of the best courtroom scenes in any movie is the B movie. <laughs> okay, that's a great courtroom drama. But that's, that's a because great and <laughs> it is it's it's it takes straight up, up like, comedy it, though. It takes they up have... like ten minutes uh, or like fifteen minutes of the movie, <laughs> and it's so great because they have those character witness of like, "Hello, Sting. Have you ever been stung, Sting?" And then you have, <laughs> and this is this is probably why I like. For young people watching things like The Simpsons, making random, um, like, cultural jokes, how you can make young people still laugh at it is if they just do, like, an over-the-top impersonation of the character. So Ray Liotta, remember, he's... Uh, I forget why yeah. he's a character witness. No, because the... he um his he has a honey he has a honey brand. Oh, he's got the honey he has brand. A brand of honey. <laughs> and then yeah. he's like, I'm gonna kill everybody. <laughs> he like freaks <laughs> out like, I'm gonna destroy you, B. I'm gonna destroy all of you. <laughs> like I didn't even know who Ray um, Liotta was. <laughs> another reason I don't like courtroom dramas is I feel like they are um the they they are a very clear good and bad. <laughs> Because like what I like in movies but, is some kind of some kind of ambiguity, but with courtroom dramas, it is very clear you won the case because you are good. No. More like there's something like you won no. the case because you are you 
grew as a person because you i mean obviously that's not why they actually won the case but like in the story's eye because you grew and you learned therefore you won the case you learned to work as a team you know so you therefore you won this and then these people lost because they were stuck in the mud and stuck in the past and blah 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 Mm. i like movies that is like where it is a little ambiguous. bit ambiguous. It's a little it's a little bit more of an ambiguous ending and it's not just like you win because you're good, you lose because you're bad. Which I mean that's why people like courtroom dramas, I'm sure. Let me take Like what for you... instance, Few Good Men is I think the epitome of a type of courtroom drama I don't like. Like that thing that is very like takes itself way too serious and of course that one scene at the end like you can't handle the truth is quoted all the time but that's because it's Jack Nicholson and Jack Nicholson is over the top but um but like the movie in and of itself is so focused on the courtroom drama part of it that I don't find it interesting All right so, so <laughs> now defend yourself Yeah I'm going to defend myself so you don't like movies that have ambiguous it like a a black uh, like a like a bad or uh bad good, or yeah black and white kind of white so when you watch a movie like To Kill a Mockingbird, do you wish it was a little bit more ambiguous that this man was, uh, l- you know, who lost? Do you think it should be like, hey, maybe we should hear from the white people's side more? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Oh, and here's another thing. Ambiguous, 12 Angry Men starts off with the guy being obviously wrong. And then at the very end, they convince us. They tell you right from the beginning. They're like, this guy... You know, even the guy at the end, I forget. The All act- of these things, the two examples that you gave. Oh, Kramer versus uh, Kramer. Okay, apparently, Kr- I don't agree with this, but Kramer versus Kramer is a courtroom drama. And Kramer, spoilers, uh, Dustin Hoffman loses, okay? We do not, honestly, I don't think, um, what's it, Meryl Streep is a bad mom, right? She's not painted as bad. There's not a black or white. And, okay, some. Okay, I could just go, I can at least these 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 cases though that you're bringing up. Uh, okay. My rebuttal to this, hey, sir, moderator, can okay. I bring give me back my time? Um, yes, my so. this is the judge. <laughs> Hello, I'm oh, the back. judge is back. Thanks I'm for back. coming back um, to moderate us. By the way, um, my voice is just my... raspy. I'm not doing a voice. I just want to say I'm, you I... need to lay off the cigar, sir. I love. Them. Anyways, uh, well, they do taste well. Um, or taste good. Um. My, do they have like bubblegum flavored cigars? Of course, they have to. All right, good point. Anyways, my so my rebuttal, all those movies that you said, I think there's an argument to say that they're not courtroom dramas. And like, if you look at the actual, how much time is spent in the court, Kramer versus Kramer, I don't even necessarily remember the court scenes. I do, like, but it, I, I do, it, it's very much towards the end to kill to kill a mockingbird. I mean, the the biggest pieces in that. I mean, there's like the scene where he's kind of he has that giant monologue. But the reason why I think that is so much I feel that much more than say the monologue in The Right to Kill or Light what is it? The one that we watched for Reed Kimbrough's Oh, thing. I didn't I didn't see that. It was a uh, What is that a called view, though? A View to Kill? Killing It's not View to Kill. I'm pretty sure it's can you look it up real yeah. quick? A killing. A, it's with. It's a view. To... No, it's not view. That's a James Bond. Wow, You're confusing is, James Bond movie. That is a James Bond movie. Okay, uh, you keep rambling. You're not. All right, I'm sense. pretty sure it's the right to to kill or something. Anyways, um, 
to Caleb Mockingbird, most of the movie, though, like he is very much of the town. Uh, they, you see the kids running through the town, and it, you're not just the 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 courtroom is an extension of the town. Um, and what was the other one? I, Few good men. That's not a courtroom. This is they're not in the courtroom. Well, no, this the, is a yes, very they, specific thing. They're not in the thing. courtroom, but they're in the court area. They're in, you know, court. I think place. that is it is it is definitely on the edge. A time to but kill. It takes a, a time part. To kill is it is a time to kill. A time to kill. A few good men. You know, all these movies from like the '90s that are just like very uh, court focused. Um, and I'm sure, I mean, there's movies from, like, the 40s and 50s, too. Like, there's the one with Char- Charlton Langston. Um, uh, have you ever seen the, the Primal Fear? Yes, I have. Uh, that is good. But, see, that I think that is another good example of not really being, like, it does, there are court things happening in court. But I would say a lot of the best parts take place in the prison cell. Like he goes hmm. to talk to Edward uh, Edward Norton in his prison cell, and he goes like, "Hey, you know, the uh, actor guy, I or I forget who plays the lawyer, uh, or at least I, the name, but yeah, um, no, that's a good courtroom dr- uh, drama." Yeah, but like it's and not about it's the also, courtroom. So that also takes a spin on it because we very much are led to believe. Okay, spoilers once again that Ed uh, Edward. Norton was wrong, wrongfully accused, and then twist at the very end. The court system, uh, was you know, was uh, defiled because Edward Norton knew how to play the lawyer in the court uh, like a fiddle, and it turned out that he did commit the atrocities. So mm-hmm. it's kind of showing that I... the court system, you know, doesn't always work, which is a be- which also. Do you ever see? Uh, you know, destroys your argument. Yes, you are correct that A Few Good Men is probably, in my opinion, the most stereotypical courtroom drama. Uh, but not all courtroom dramas are like that, my friend. Did you ever see Witness for the Prosecution? No, but it is... Uh, With Charles Layton? It, yeah, it's direct. Latin? It's um, number six. Um, oh, it's Did direct. you see... Uh, An Anatomy of Anatomy Murder? of a Murder? Anatomy of Murder. Anatomy? I have. Uh, though it's weird, I don't really remember the only I remember parts of it, but the thing I remember the most about it is that uh, Jimmy Stewart loves jazz to do a slight <laughs> well, like movies to like that the movie because the the one that I saw, like the older uh, courtroom drama, is um, the the Nuremberg trials, the trial of the Nuremberg, or yeah, the Nuremberg trials. I do want to see that. Um, movie. It I saw very that. Good. It's. It is the same though. Like I just, it's it's a dime a dozen. Is my issue with these courtroom dramas? It's, it's you know how do they? I, although like I feel like older those these older movies are much more like they can just make it about the court. Um, Ooh, this is like a there's really no. Movie. Yeah, there there really is no. You know, no one sets someone's house on fire and makes it. Now this is personal kind of thing. It's a little bit more of like, okay, okay, wait, how are we gonna? I doubt. Okay, there's not a part where someone, like one of the lawyers, goes like, "Guys, I'm Jewish." No. Okay. Sorry, Judgment of Nuremberg. Probably the craziest. The thing though about the the Judgment of Nuremberg is it 
follows. Yeah. No. Um, no, it, it did really happen. It, so it's, no, I know. Yeah, it did really happen. Um, explain what it's about. But one of the main characters. So, well, it's about the, the Nuremberg trials. About Nazis. Which was the trial that um, sent a lot of the Nazis uh, right after World War II to which execution. Is, it's pretty crazy. I mean, you know, the world has to have rights and wrongs. And, and honestly, that's like to us being a Nazi or, you know, atrocities of uh, humanity. It's kind of like, you know, oh, OK, that makes sense. Uh, but, you know, we have to go through the court system to sentence, you know, what is their thing? And apparently I didn't I, I haven't seen this movie, but William Shatner's in this movie. Did you know that? I just thought it was. I just thought it was really interesting though cuz um it 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 was a little bit broader like it was it was there are ways of doing courtroom dramas that are interesting cuz it it was less you know I mean this is such a specific event that if you do a courtroom drama about something as big as the holocaust like that's something different like that that is on another level of just like should this person go to jail or I, I, I just don't, I've, I'm not as advanced, but this was like, uh, it was like a question of morality of humanity. Like what is, what is the argument even to defend this? And it was like, how do you defend? And it was kind of just like arguing, like what were they acting? Were they just following? And that was kind of the whole thing is like, were they following orders? Therefore they shouldn't be executed. They should just be like sentenced to jail for a period of time. Or should they be executed as murderers? So it was kind of like finding that gray area. So like that that kind of big morality thing, I can see that as being an interesting courtroom drama. And also I feel like 40s and 50s films, they were able to get away with things being a little bit more stale. Uh, I, I like the topic, we're not love... diving into someone's entire backstory and seeing yeah. their family and stuff like that. They can really just make it that. about it's all, surface level stuff. Yeah. And it's all just the, kind of the dialogue. It's yeah. It, oh, by the way, I haven't seen the movie yet, but please tell me it would be a missed opportunity at the very end when they do the verdict uh, and they go like, uh, we sentence all four of you to, you know, uh, 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 to execution with it. And then the Nazis go, Ooh, I didn't, I not see that, I can't, this whole thing has crumbled apart. Ooh, that, oh, wait, what's a British word? I mean, not a British, German word. Uh, scones, oh. Um, what, how, how can I, I'm just saying one of them says, oh, oy vey, I didn't see that, I did not see that coming. I did not see, see that coming. And, and they have to say oy vey too, because it's like, yeah. you know, Jewish. They're Nazis. Oh yeah, no, that all of that stuff definitely happened. Okay. Um, but the 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 um Maximilian Shell played the um uh the 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 German who was defending the Nazis, and um tough job. He had a very he I mean he he was a great actor though. I mean it was it was interesting. It was very interesting. I really liked the movie, but because it was very broad. Whoa, but like these courtroom that's, dramas, when I'm cool. thinking, few good men, um, a time. What was it? A time for murder? The right to kill? A what time was it to again? kill. A time to kill. It, a it, time to it's kill. It's saying, like, a when time is a good to kill. time to kill people? Um, what's what's another, like, very stereotypical courtroom drama? So, I don't know about that. Oh, okay. A stereo. I will say, The Verdict, starring uh, uh, Paul Newman. I jo Jodie Foster? 
What? No. Isn't Jodie Foster in that? I don't. Oh, that's the accused. Sorry. Yeah, that's a sequel. Uh, no, the or the prequel. Uh, the verdict is Paul Newman. He is a drunk lawyer who's kind of on the outs. Like he's an ambulance chaser, which is apparently like the lowest form of uh, lawyering. But he gets this big break when uh um the church, I guess, accidentally um lets someone get medically. Anyways, the church has some uh connection to somebody being put into a coma at like this big church. So this washed up lawyer has to defend this the person in the coma against the big church. So it's kind of a, you know, a drunk be- going to be saved. So that to mm. me the verdict is very stereotypical. Of a, uh, but Apparently, I love it. So it was directed by Sidney Lumet, yeah. and then who directed Twelve Angry Men, and then it was written by David Mamet, who did uh, Glenn Gary Ross. So I mean that the the courtroom dramas I feel like are prime for writer like it's it's a writing... big writers like people who love to write. It is great for them. Like I mean the the trial of the Chicago Seven was. What's his face? The yeah. guy that did. Oh, um, b- 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 the guy who did Westwood. The guy that Aaron did Sorkin. Social Network. Aaron, Aaron Sorkin's, you know, that was his, it had Aaron Sorkin all over it. People that just love to write conversations and people just talking back and forth. That is, it is a great um, medium for them. But for me, I feel like I go into a courtroom drama <laughs> and I always leave feeling the same way, which is, fairly mildly amused and i'm like the good guys won they therefore wait what are you talking about the good guys don't always win you numb nuts <laughs> let me don't you dare speak insult to my you nuts. again did you want the ju- <sighs> i bet if you wrote you would do a, Qu- a quentin tarantino the trial thing. wait of... hold on okay. let me, i want to get this out you would do a quentin tarantino on the judgment of nuremberg you would be like and we sentenced the nazis freedom they did nothing wrong <laughs> uh everything that was wait said what here is that with tarantino was, well like tarantino you know messes around with uh history uh, oh, killing, oh you know, killing that's his. a stretch yeah, I, I think. I mean, right I, I no, I mean that there there's exceptions to the rule, but I just think if like the stereotypical courtroom drama scenario, which I feel like is like fifty percent of courtroom dramas, is the thing where there's like a duality of good and bad. I think that that kind of layout of a genre is not as interesting to me and i feel like it and it's, it is it's so funny because it's not my favorite the the ones i love the most aren't of that ilk though i will i will admit so you like the exceptions i love the exceptions but i also love the non-exceptions i love honestly I don't if you like gave me a, a courtroom drama like that's so stereotypical like yeah you can't handle the truth i can handle the truth hey i'm kevin bacon um that's okay with me okay are you happy all right I'm, I'm happy. You know also, what? that's a good, this is a good ending. I think as well. This is very undecided of us. We uh, we are. It def- is very undecided because I'm. I mean, you're also convincing me as well because I do. It's what? not. It's not like I'm anti. I am convincing Corrine. you. Well, uh, not convincing me in the straight. Oh, come on, you know. give me that win. But like, do you know how many times I'm you've not ever going because then it's then it's two thumbs decided. 
but and that's what we're on 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 trial. We just we just won the right to be undecided. That's we true. just got a mistrial so we the... can remain undecided. But this, see... that damn Southern lawyer tried to sue, and the whole entire time I was just like, "This is very boring. The good guys are gonna win." And I was, and we did I was win. In, I, was in I was in the jury. Like, I was in the jury. That was, I was a, that was a switch. That, that was, was a switch. switch. That was interesting. But and here's the funny thing: because I wanted to switch it up, I was gonna vote against us. I was gonna say we shouldn't. Like I was gonna ban it. I I was crying in the inside, but I was like, I gotta make Sam realize courtroom dramas aren't just bread, you know, cut and bread. <laughs> Even if it's at the risk of Bosnia's number seven TV and film podcast. Yeah, if we if we drop down to number eight for this, I don't know what we're gonna do. Well, no, if if our podcast was canceled, they would have nothing. They, oh, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> they would just have the other six ahead yeah. of us. Ugh. Which who knows even what that is. I hope that we're. I hope we look at it and unspooled as number eight. <gasps> that would. <laughs> and, and blank check is like sixty five. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, that's it for this episode of Two Thumbs Undecided. Next week we're gonna get back into our thick directors. of doing directors. Yes. Um, Not sure who exactly. Who is someone? I said I Gene. Yeah, so. I said uh, John. Um, John Rene Renard, who did um, oh. Rules of the Game. But um, I, I'm going into quarantine, not because I'm sick, but because I'm Same. seeing our family soon, and they really want us to be clean and quarantined. Uh, I have a lot of time, like a lot of mental time to prepare, so I'm going to be watching movies out the wazoo. So let's yeah. think of somebody else who maybe we'll see. But All I'm right, excited. so uh, you will know um, soon enough. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, Zach, do you want to say the the catchphrase, or do you want to change it? No, it has to stay the same forever. Um, it has to stay the same, same forever. forever. Granted, I was the one that made the catchphrase. Yeah, and I, I have taken it, and I love it because Spider-Man right. is great. Say the catchphrase. Uh, stay clean, Spider-Man. And boop dee doop to you, Batman. Batman. Well, let me. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying things out. Yeah. All right, bye. So bad, don't know what you